Hey, thank you for listening to the City Life Church podcast. We are leading people to become fully alive in Jesus. We're a church in San Francisco, and we're praying that this word will encourage you, challenge you, and help you grow in your faith journey. go and find our YouTube channel or even our Facebook and you can re-watch last week because it was phenomenal. Such good. I am so thankful for the leaders that God is raising in this house and so excited to hear them preach on a full Sunday one of these times. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, but as we get into this, let's just take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you that you're already here in this place. We thank you for what you've done during worship already. We thank you, God, for the way that you love us, for the way that you care about us. Father, I pray today as the word is shared that you would minister to our hearts. Speak to us exactly what you want to hear. God, what you want us to hear. I thank you, Father God, for your word. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So our main scripture um, that we've been diving into is Matthew 4.20, and it says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And there's this conundrum that we find where God finds us right in the middle of of doing our job, doing uh, the hard thing that he's given us to do, or maybe the thing we love to do. And he looks at us and he says, hey, hey, you follow me. Follow me. Come with me. I want to show you a few things. I want to help you see how, you know, what you're doing is good, but I want to show you that your life should really be all about people. And as you're going about that thing I've given you to do, I don't want you to miss the people in your life. I don't want you to miss the people I've assigned you to and the people I've given you. And Jesus says, follow me so I can give you a new perspective. And as we look at these scriptures, I think that as we look truly at what God is wanting to do, it can be so easy to miss the people and do the thing that we're called to do and just get the job done. And we miss the people along the way. People get run over by our words. People get pushed aside by things that we do. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's totally not intentional. And what do we do as we're asking people, I want you to minister and speak into my life. What do you do in those moments when you're asking people to speak into your life, but there's a little bit of frustration and sadness and a little bit of hurt from the past? Maybe it's the trauma. How do we trust people? How do we trust God? Because listen, he's trustworthy. He really is trustworthy, but sometimes people aren't. (laughs) Sometimes we aren't. We make mistakes and we fail and we do things wrong. So the big idea is to fulfill our purpose. We must invite others into our life and share what we've learned. See, here's the thing. If you don't invite somebody into your life, you can never be healed in your life because people are the avenue that God is using. If you don't invite people into your life, I believe the Bible says, even as Aaron was sharing last week, that as you confess to one another, you'll be healed. There's this thing that God has developed. He put us here on earth so that we could learn how to have relationship with each other. Why? Because he wants to be in the middle of that situation. And one of the things I was thinking about as I was preparing for today is this um, beautiful picture we see in the Garden of Eden. Where if you've read Genesis, maybe you remember this story a little bit where uh, uh, it was Adam and Eve and they were in the garden and there was this interesting situation where God would come every day and he would just walk with them and he would talk with them and they would kind of have a friendship with him. And you see in scripture that this happened um, every day and it was beautiful and it was normal. 
And then we all know what happened. They chose their own desires and their own will. And what happened is they were separated from God. And then all throughout the, New, uh, the Old Testament, God is constantly wanting and drawing people to him. He chose a, a people for himself. And he said, I just want their hearts to be close to me. I just want to walk with them again. And so he gave um, the people the ability to actually physically see a, a manifestation of his spirit by giving them a cloud that they would follow and then a fire at night. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see God constantly saying this to the people, your hearts were far from me. And your, because your hearts were far from me, you made these mistakes with people and with situations. And they would follow their own heart and they would follow their own desires. And what really struck me is that there was something that was created at the very beginning. And it was this thing that even Marco was talking about, this idea that God desired for us to abide with him, meaning for us to be in him and to have relationship with him in such a powerful way that it empowered us to love on those around us. And maybe you've been in circumstances and it's been really tough because the people have done something wrong and it's caused you to even be taking a step back from your relationship with God because it feels painful. Can I just tell you today that I've been there, but listen, that God wants to heal that place in our hearts so that we can be free to be all that he's called us to be, to bring joy back to our spirits, to bring the life back in, to bring peace back in and to bring hope back into our spirits because we're called to walk together. We're called to walk together, but I don't think we have the strength we need sometimes to really walk together properly in a way where we cause each other to grow unless we have this first, God, I'm walking with you. I know how to hear you. I know how to hear your voice. So let's just talk a little bit as I was uh, thinking about how we could walk together. It's interesting because we can probably take a moment and ask the question, why should we walk together? What's the reason? Like, I know we should, but it'd be a lot easier sometimes if we just did our business, went about our day, did our thing, took care of the situations. And the answer why <laughs> is found in scripture. And it truly is that walking, to give, walking together develops purpose inside of us. Here's the thing. Our purpose is to go and to grow. So we know that our purpose is to grow in God and then to go and tell others about it, to make disciples, teaching them what you've learned along the way. But listen, the Holy Spirit wants to put his purpose into your daily life. And as you surrender to the Holy Spirit, as you surrender to what he wants to do and come and talk with him, what happens is there's purpose then that begins to be developed out of your pain. And as you come before the Lord with everything, the, the pain that you might have walked through, God begins to show you, hey, listen, let me just take that place of pain and let me put my purpose in it. Let me show you that it's not a failure, it's a lesson. And let me show you that there is something God is wanting to speak over every single one of us. We've walked through pain. We've walked through hardship. But I believe God wants to remind you today that he wants to put purpose into your pain. He wants to use your pain for his glory. And as you come before him and as you come into his presence, he begins to show you what he's going to do through your life in the middle of your circumstances. And he begins to show you that that circumstance that you've walked through is not a failure label over you. Some of us need to hear that loud and clear. The things that we've walked through, the trauma, the pain, it doesn't equal failure over us. Truly, God is wanting to relabel it as a lesson for us to listen to him and to hear how he would heal us and show us how we can move past and through to begin to show others. See, our pain, as God begins to heal us, we have the opportunity then to share with others what we've walked through and to share how God has got us to the other side.
The truth is that none of us are able to truly be able to give a real like story of our life unless we've been able to tell somebody the real life that we've walked through. If you just want to give somebody a Christianese, if you just want to tell them what the Bible says, that's great. But honestly, the power and the, the power of the resurrection in you is what's going to minister to somebody else. The way God has come into your life and healed you of your pain. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was a painful relationship with a parent or with a child. And as God has begun to set you free and bring you healing, as you've walked through that hard situation, God has given you peace and freedom. You're able to care for somebody else. And so when we say let's walk together, and when we say find a disciple, it doesn't mean you're going to find somebody who's perfect. <laughs> We're all messed up. We all make mistakes probably daily, if not minutely, if not weekly, right? I have four kids. I make mistakes. I'm a pastor. I'm a leader. I make mistakes all the time in the way I say things and some of my choices, the things that I do. And if I can just tell you that it's so easy sometimes just to sit back and see the things that we've walked through and label ourselves as I don't know that I want to trust anybody else, and I'm not sure I want to let anybody else into my life. It's a lot safer for me just to sit back and just to kind of just do it on my own. But here's the thing. Purpose, our purpose is to be healed when we're in right relationship with God and with others. See, as we're in right relationship with God, he gives us a piece of his presence that goes with us and gives us his perspective for those situations, and a healing comes. But can I tell you, you're never going to get to your full purpose unless you allow that healing to come into your life and you allow yourself to be positioned in his presence. And unless you allow yourself to go there in those hard places to those hard hidden places that we've hidden from God and say, God, I want to fulfill the call of God on my life. I'm not going to hide myself from these hard situations anymore of my past. I need you to heal me. I want to go to those hard places. See, not only were we created to be in relationship with God, but we were created to be in relationship with each other. God is constantly calling us back and saying, listen, I just want you to be close to me. I want your hearts to be close to me. And as your hearts are close to me, I'm then going to give you a heart for others around you. I'm going to give you a heart that forgives. I'm going to give you a heart that has grace. I'm going to give you a heart that is redeeming for others. But oftentimes we're not close to God. And so we get so frustrated with the people around us that we can't hear God's voice. When he's saying, listen, my heart is to restore. My heart is to restore you. My heart is to restore relationship. My heart is to give you strength. Why? Because you're called to share from your life what you've learned and pass it on to somebody else. There's a lesson that you've learned that only you can share. Only you can share what you've truly walked through. It's funny, we um, were gathering I was invited to um, gather with the worship community this last Friday, and it was beautiful. The worship community came together, most of them, and we worshiped for hours just in the presence of God, just allowing God to just pour out his presence. And, you know, I was sitting there, and something I said years and years ago, somebody reminded me of it. They're like, uh, they were all sitting outside, and uh, they were uh, nowhere to sit, and so I found another chair on the outside. And I'm like, I'm just going to pull my chair up and kind of sit on the outside. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm like, just making, a big, making more room. It's like, oh, I remember you said that back in the day when somebody leaves you out you draw a bigger circle around them and just accept them back in and just make it your own listen that was something that God did in my life when I was in junior high when I was in um, probably the most vulnerable place of my life feeling like I was not worth anything 
I went through some situations in that moment. How many of you guys, you, we've all been through junior high, right? We know what it feels like. Those moments, maybe it was high school, whatever that moment was for you, where you just felt, I think, emotionally destroyed, if you could just put it into words. <laughs> like there was a moment I, for you, maybe it was somewhere in high school, maybe it was in your college years, maybe you're in it right now, but you feel totally isolated and you feel like nobody sees what you're really walking through and you feel like nobody cares and you feel like nobody will ever actually want to go there with you and actually love you for who you are. And when I walked through that moment, I found myself just feeling like, gosh, I don't know if this will ever end. Maybe I'll never be able to be an influence on anybody's life. Maybe I'll never amount to anything. And I remember just feeling crushed in that moment because of friendships. And I know I'm not going into the deepest details, but I remember God just whispering to my spirit, when they draw a circle that leaves you out, draw a bigger circle that includes them and just care for others the way you would want to be cared for. And you know, sometimes what we do is we allow other people to draw a circle that leaves us out and we just stand on the outside frustrated. And then what happens is that somebody comes to us and they want to hear from us and they're saying, will you disciple me? Will you speak into my life? There's something on you. And yet you stand back and you almost don't even want to engage because your heart is so hurt from being left out of that circle. But what I want to share with you is that our God is such a restorer that he wants to show you that he's drawing that circle around you in that place where he can restore your heart so that you can go and gather some people around you, not out of, not, not out of a need, not out because you have to, but because there's compassion that happens when you begin to draw a bigger circle when somebody's drawn a circle outside of your life. Now, I know that... Um, all of us have a different, a different way of dealing with things. But listen, issues are one of the reasons that we shy away from walking with others, the pain in our own heart. And I believe that God is wanting to not only draw us to him, and he says, come on, walk with me so I can make you fishers of men. Listen, if, God, if, our, if our call from God is to go and make disciples, and we've established that in the last few sermons, if you weren't here, Jesus said this is what his plan was, was go and make disciples. But truly, they were able to go and make disciples. We're able to go and make disciples because of our relationship with Jesus, because of how we know what he's who he is to us, and we can trust him, and we can trust his word. But here's the thing. I don't think we can have a heart to have, um, to go in and, and care for others if our heart is so blocked up with frustration for others. And so as we get closer in relationship with God, what I know he does is he gives us a heart of compassion for the people around us. And as we find this compassion, what he begins to show us is that there's something inside of us. There's something that we've walked through that's going to help that person. They begin to ask us a question, and God reminds you of something that you walked through. And all of a sudden, purpose begins to be like highlighted from the pain that you walked through. And if we would just be open enough to say, God... I want to spend time with you enough so where I can be healed, where you can truly give me an eye and a, and a heart and a compassion for others around me so that when you say, follow me as I follow Christ, you're not saying empty words, but you're truly saying, look, I know we're going to walk through some hard things. I know we're going to, it's going to be rough at times, but I'm choosing to stay in it with you. I'm choosing it because I love you. I'm choosing it because I believe in what God has called us to, and I want to show you what walked through in my areas of pain so that you can know that you can be free as well. 
And so my cry for all of us is that we would have a heart as we get close to God, that it's okay for us to read Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I don't like that verse very much because it just rubs us raw. Have you ever seen, um, I, we, we have some knives in our kitchen and the knife block itself has um, a knife sharpener in it. So every time you take it out, you can hear this grating on it. How many of you have used like a regular uh, knife sharpener and you can just, you can hear it, you can feel it. I don't know if for you, but for me, it's like scraping a chalkboard every time your knife goes on and it, it sharpens because it's iron against iron and little shards of iron are actually breaking off and it's making that knife sharper but it's difficult actually and it actually it actually makes the, the the knife itself it actually takes a little piece off the knife every single time and many of us don't want iron sharpens iron because as we get close to people it's really hard and as iron sharpens iron what we find we're like a piece of me is missing and God is saying yeah that piece needed to go it was dull <laughs> But we resist it because it's painful. And we don't want to follow other people because they've hurt us. So what do we do with this? This is real, right? I mean, if we're going to be honest, this really happens in our actual husband-wife relationships, parent-child relationships, co-working relationships. You name it. This happens over and over and over again. So what do we do? What do we do in these places? It's true that we all need to have connection but honestly we can't do that unless we're wrong we're real unless people actually get to have a little glimpse of our pain because the real you is what you've been able to walk through in victory and what you've been able to walk out of and if you never share now listen you don't need to go around sharing every detail of your life and every painful situation you've walked through but there's a place of healing that God has shared with you where somebody's going to come and they're going to begin to talk with you and you're going to hear God say, share that place that you've been healed from. And guess what? Because you're obedient and because your heart of compassion is for others, out of that place of healing, you're going to see them set free as well. And that's what this is about. Being fishers of men is to say, listen, you're broken and you're hurting. Let me tell you broken and hurting too. And let me show you what God did in my life so that I can be um, maybe even just like an example to you that if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Every one of us is called to share our life with others, raw and real. But listen, when something breaks our connection, this is something I found for, in my life to be totally true. We have a couple of tendencies. We either rush in to fix it and we react with emotions Come on, right? <laughs> or we run away from the trauma of it, ignoring it with emotions. <laughs> we do both. But here's the thing. God is calling us to figure out what his word says on how to deal with broken connections. The right way is to stop for a moment. It doesn't have to be a long time, but just stop for a moment. Pray and ask God for his wisdom. God, this is hard. What do I do with this situation? God, I'm asking you for your wisdom. This one hit me wrong. This one hurt God. And it's okay to actually be real and raw with God. In fact, many times we want to just skip over all of that and just be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Come into church and you put on your Christian mask. You're like, how are you, sis? I'm good. How are you? But the truth is on the inside, we haven't really gone to God yet with those issues. And we haven't said, God, this one really brought me a lot of pain. This one hurt. And so it's hard for me even to step into church and hear your word or hear somebody trying to encourage me because I'm hurting. I'm angry. I'm sad. 
And God's saying, listen, I can bear your burden. I can, I can take care of that for you. And I can give you healing. And I can give you wisdom for, to know what to do to where you can address that situation and see healing come. Not only do we express our emotions to God and ask for his right response and for him to heal our pain. Come on, many of us, we haven't even stopped. We haven't even gone there yet with our pain. We're just carrying the pain with us. Somebody did something and we're just kind of, it's, it's with us. It's part of our backpack. It's part of what we're walking with. And I want to challenge us, challenge myself, challenge you right now. In this very moment, just ask God, 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 I need you in this place. I need you to help me because I feel it. This is heavy. You weren't designed to carry the weight of that. You weren't designed to carry the weight of pain. Jesus came and he took our pain. He came and he took our sin. He came and he took our offense on the cross. And our job is to remind ourselves and our souls, God actually has got this. He's got wisdom for me. Now, we don't just leave it with God and just pray about it. But with wisdom, we address the issue graciously with people without ignoring the problem. Many times we go to God about stuff, but we never go to people. Now, if the person doesn't have any clue that they did anything, you can leave it just with you and God and not start a big fire. But if there was a real issue, I believe God wants to give us wisdom. The scripture says that if somebody has done something, you're to go to them and to talk with them about it. That's so hard. <laughs> That's so hard. We don't like it. It's difficult. But here's the thing. God is actually giving us wisdom to care for others enough to say, listen, I just want to be in right relationship. I just want to be in right relationship so that we can accomplish the call of God together. Why? Because we're on a mission together. He's called you. He's called me. And he said, come on, let's be fishers of men. But if it's people, if it's the men, not, not just men. In the Bible, when it says men, right? I'm like, yeah, you know, men this, men that. But really, when he's saying men, the translation is men, women. It's all people. But here's the thing. Come on, let's be fishers of people. And God is wanting to go and restore some places in our heart. I just want to just commend so many of you leaders that dive into situations and really get into them and say, listen, what is this situation? You process it and you work through it and you allow God to actually give you healing and you allow God to give you wisdom. And this is what spiritual maturity is. And this is how we grow together is when that iron sharpens iron and it hurts, we actually look into our own selves with the Lord and we say, God, help me to see what you see here. God, this is producing a little bit of pain in my life, but I believe there's going to be purpose in the middle of this and you're going to use this so that I can actually give peace and comfort to somebody else because of what you've done in my life. Micah 6, 8 says, he's shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Our job, our requirement from God is for us to be humble before him. God, here I am. Here's everything. And then he gives us grace and wisdom to actually have mercy for others and to do, go about justice and make the right thing happen. That is actually scripture. This is what we need to happen. But we need to do both of them together. I'm walking humbly before the Lord. And then he gives me wisdom for justice. He gives me wisdom to do it with the right heart and the right attitude. Because listen, healed pain, it always produces purpose. It always does. God is wanting to produce something in and from our life. God wants us to be healed so that we can use what we currently have in our life to bless others. Our healing produces the resources needed to disciple others. Did you hear that? Your healing, you being able to get into God's presence in a powerful way, it produces what is needed for you to be able to actually care for somebody else in a real way. 
God wants us to be healed so that we can have what, we, what, what he's given us and what we've walked through in our life. He wants that to be so healed that we are able to teach others what we've learned. The scripture says, teach others what you've learned. <laughs> Basically, you know, listen, follow me as I follow Christ. Well, listen, if I am not following Christ, if I'm just staying stuck, I can't ask you to come with me. But I love what God is doing in this church in this season, in this hour. He's producing something in our lives so that we can say truly, hey, come on, come follow me. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make some mistakes. But follow me because I'm going to listen to God. And if I make a misstep, he's going to give me wisdom. He's going to give me grace. And we're going to choose to follow Jesus with a whole heart. And then he is going to give us wisdom to care for others, to be healed, and to be set free. Because, listen, God wants us not only to be so free, but as we, as we allow the pain to be surrendered to God, this produces so much healing in our life that our heart begins to break for others. Our heart begins to say, listen, I want to see God set people free. I want to see people cared for and loved for because I've come to this place where I've been healed myself. And if God can heal me, if God can give me freedom in my just everyday life, then I can see that God will use me exactly the way I'm the way I am and the way, the way that I have um, kind of brought my life to him. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's really easy to look at other people and to look at their lives and say, well, yeah, they're going to be a really good leader. <laughs> they're, they're really awesome. I love them. But I don't know that God would really want to use me. Or people have overlooked me so many times, I'm not sure I even want to step out and care for somebody else. Or I've walked through so much, it's really hurtful to figure out how to even share what I've walked through. But if we go back to the Garden of Eden where God says, I just want your heart to be close to mine. I just want to walk with you. What happens, like Marco was talking about, when we abide in God, when we abide in Jesus, the Holy Spirit speaks to our heart and begins to whisper things to us about other people the way that he would want us to maybe just reach out to somebody and say, hey, Lauren, I'm thinking about you this week. I love you. I think there's a call of God on your life. And maybe just that text would minister right to Lauren exactly where she's at because she knows that God has called her and God has anointed her, but she forgot this week because she was in pain. God wants to use your healed pain to minister to somebody else's healed pain, but without abiding in the Holy Spirit and listening to him, that won't produce the right thing. And as we listen to the Holy Spirit, there's something that gets produced inside of us where we can say, God, what is it today you want to use me for? God, how do you want to use my life today? But honestly, a lot of times we spend our days being self-focused. We spend our days thinking about all the stuff that has been frustrating for us or has gone wrong or all the things we need to do. I have a little to-do list and I'm constantly marking things off and I can constantly wake up at like 4 a.m. with a million things that I need to do that I can't do right in this moment. And I just feel the stress and the, the adrenaline rush. Have you guys ever been there, right? Where you're like, ah! And so then you wake up in the morning and you have all these things that you've been thinking about all night long, or at least that's the way it feels like. And you wake up and you're just not thinking about anybody else. You're just thinking about what you've got to get done. <laughs> and you go about your whole day and you check off all of your things that you got to do. But I believe God is wanting to shift our heart and our perspective just a little bit to say, when's the last time you took that to-do list and you just stopped for a minute and asked the Holy Spirit, God, who do you want me to encourage today? God, it's about being fishers of men. 
It's not fishers of my job and the things that I need to do. God, what is it that I'm supposed to be like giving my heart to and casting a net for and caring for? Today, my focus is on me. God, I repent for being self-focused today. Because the more we're self-focused in our pain, more pain is highlighted, the more our sadness gets highlighted, the more our frustration gets highlighted, the more our anger gets highlighted. And the more we just flush that thing down the drain and we're not able to care for somebody else. We've all been there. I mean, if you just want to be honest, we've all been there. We've had some really rough days. But listen, God is wanting to just cause, he's, he's pulling us out. Just like, you know, if you were to go fishing, you pull a fish out of the water. God is pulling you out today. He's pulling me out. And he's saying, listen, let me just show you, I'm pulling you out from that place that would cause you to stay stuck in your pain because I've got a purpose for you. And the purpose for you is that you would see somebody else. But if you don't spend time with me, you're not going to have the capacity to see anybody else. So here's the thing, you can be healed from your pain and it will produce so much purpose in you, but it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. So how do we actually disciple others? If God's calling you to go and fish somebody out of their pain and fish somebody out of their, their situation, what do we need to do? The first one is that honestly, it's just so simple. We just need to pray. It's that walking with God thing. It's like, here I am, God, I'm right here. I don't know if any of you guys have been watching social media, but there's a, a college in Kentucky and there's um, some students who've been praying for it's over 10 days. Actually, their college leader just came out and said it's been over 17 days now where they've been in a, in a, in a church service just like this 24 hours a day for the last 17 days. It's pretty amazing that some people would want to just be in God's presence for that long. And, you know, I, I just sense in my spirit that God is calling every one of us, not just the people in Kentucky, but he's calling us into his presence. He's calling us into that place of just being with him. And, yes, we all have jobs to do. We have kids that we need to raise. We have things we need to do. But when's the last time we just spent time in his presence enough saying, God, here I am. I just want to walk with you. I just want to have my heart right with you so that I can see what you see, so that I can, I can hear what you hear. Not just my to-do list, Lord, but your will be done, like Jesus prayed. God, make me a fisher of men today. God, don't let me be about my own business, but let me be about your business today. There was a season of my life where I felt like I, I, I just had my fourth kid. I didn't know um, exactly what to do with what God had put inside of me and the places he's healed me with. And at that season, this was all like 12 years ago. Uh, God told me to start a blog. Remember when people, blogs were really big? So I started a blog and I would just write, hey, listen, this is how God encouraged me today. And I would talk about how much I hated the laundry. And I would talk about how much I you know, learned a lesson from a dumb hula hoop and the, the trash that was all over the place and the toys that were everywhere and the huge thing of cheese that my son spilled all over the entire house. And you, know, you name it, they're everyday life circumstances. God wants to be in the middle of those. And he wants to show us his perspective. And for me, God just said, use what's in your hand. I've given you circumstances and situations where I've encouraged you. How about if you turn that around and just encourage somebody else? And so my prayer for you today is that as you pray and as you surrender to God, God's going to show you what's in your hand already. Each one of you has something in your hand that God intends to use. Maybe it's a little bit of pain. Maybe it's a little bit of joy. Maybe it's something you've walked through with your children. Maybe it's something you've walked through in your marriage. Use what's in your hand for his glory. Share with others what he's done through your life. That's how you disciple others. That's truly how you disciple others. So then God is, as you go into his presence, he gives you the ability to plan and to multiply what he's given you. 
So God shows you what's in your hand, and then he says, hey, I just want to show you how to multiply that thing. I'm going to show you how to take what you've learned so far and share with somebody else. Share with them what is going through that true uh, transfer of what's on the inside of you. The truth is, every single one of us, God knows what's on the inside of us. He knows what our struggles are. He knows what our secret sins are. He knows what we haven't been able to make it through to the other side with yet. But he says, listen, I'm drawing you. I'm drawing you in this moment into my presence because truly what's on the inside of you is going to transfer to somebody else. That should be a little bit scary and a little bit hard. Truly in our discipleship and our, our walk with others, to recognize that what's on the inside of you is going to transfer. And so it's a responsibility to get what's on the inside of us right, to get it right with God. And so as we begin to pray and as God gives us the ability to plan and to multiply what's in our hand, he gives us a heart to prepare for others. God, today I'm trusting that I'm going to give you my, my, my plans today. I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to give you my schedule today to make room. As a church, in two weeks we're getting ready to make room to make another service. And for many of us, it's a sacrifice it's a, it's a challenge to, to, to add another service. But here's the thing. God, as we begin to pray and as we begin to see the people and not just the job that needs to get done, our heart begins to expand. And we begin to say, God, I want to make room for others in our life. And so my prayer for all of us is that even in our daily life, we would make room for others. We would clear out some of the stuff that we've been holding on to. And we would say, there's room at the table with, with me. You can come to my life group. You can come and sit with me. I'm waiting for you. My question is, who in your world is waiting for you to make room for them? We need to invite people in. Invite them into your calendar. Invite them into your conversation. Invite them into your life. So then here's where I want to wrap it up. The presence of God is what it's all about. As we're walking with God, it is essential that we understand how to get into the presence of God, not just on a Sunday service, but how we are able to walk with God by having a heart that's not far from God, like it was um, in the Garden of Eden when they sinned, God separated from them. And then as Jesus came, basically his whole entire mission was to come and give us the ability to hear from God on our own, to allow the Holy Spirit to come, to give us freedom. See, what happened, sin separated us from God. Jesus came and he cleansed us from all of that sin and he came and he died on the cross for us. And in that moment, the presence of God was opened up to us to where we can hear the voice of God now. We can walk with God. And what I think is so beautiful about that is that our job is to teach others how to walk with God. If we don't learn how to walk with God, then we really can't be fishers of men. We can't go and be dis make disciples. And God is calling each and every one of us to learn how to walk with him so that we can say, hey, just follow me. Just follow me as I follow Jesus. It's not that hard. I'm going to use what's in my hand. I'm going to show you what I've learned so far. I'm going to ask you just to believe that God can use you the same way he can use me, just to care for somebody else, to love somebody else. Truly, our job is to teach others how to walk with God. Our job, as we learn how to walk with God, God gives us a compassion for others. One thing I love, if you look at scripture, is you see 
Jesus when he was raised from the dead. And it was Mary. She had had an encounter with Jesus. She had had this place of pain. Jesus had healed her from that place of pain. And she was just sitting there waiting in the garden. God, I, you know, like sad. Jesus had died. This person that had changed her life. And all of a sudden, Jesus was there and he was with her. And in that moment, in that, in, in that encounter, as, as Jesus was, was right there and he was raised from the dead, this hope arose inside of her. And what happened in this moment is as Jesus showed and revealed him, to her, something came alive in her and she actually ran and started telling everybody about it. See, that's the effect that we can have by positioning ourselves in a place to say, God, you've healed me. You've done something for me. I just want to see your face. I just want to see you in that moment. Mary was the first person that Jesus revealed him to when he was raised from the dead. See, here's the thing. I think that pain surrenders turns graves into gardens. I think that your pain surrenders takes those places of misery, those places of hardship, and it turns it into a place of beauty so that you can share with others what has been happening uh, and what, what, how God has set you free. And I believe that the glory of the Lord and a surrendered life gives you the ability to, um, to, to truly know him in a personal way. And I, I'm, I'm believing that God in this moment, I know this is a very simple, hopefully encouraging word, that God is just drawing you back to his presence for one reason, to heal you, but then also to set you free enough so that you can care for somebody else, so that you can love somebody else, so that you can restore a relationship that maybe has been broken. You have to first be a disciple before you can make a disciple. You have to first sit at the feet of Jesus and say, God, I just want to hear you. I need to be healed. You can only be a great leader if you're first a great follower. Follow me as I follow. We must follow Jesus. We must get our hearts surrendered to his presence. And so here's a few action steps for you. First of all, you need to submit. You need to submit to God. Restore relationship with God and others. Who do you need to restore relationship with? Where is it broken? God wants you as you sit with him, he's going to give you wisdom to know what to say, to know how to restore that, that situation, to not run from it, to not, to not uh, maybe attack it too hard. But God's going to give us wisdom to have right relationship with God and with others. And then we need to share. We need to share what we've learned. We need to share. Maybe, you know, God will put something in your mind. Maybe it's not a blog that you'll write, but maybe God will put somebody in your life, in your workplace or on your street and just says, hey, how about if you just tell that story? How about if you just share what happened this week? Share what you've learned so that you can go and grow. Listen, as you begin to share, yeah, sometimes stuff happens and it's iron sharpens iron, but can I tell you, it's worth it. It is so worth it to be healed. It's worth it not to shy away from situations, but to actually run time and to spend time in God's presence. The last thing that we need to do is make sure we're spending time in his presence so that we have the bandwidth to spend time with others. If we don't spend time in God's presence, if we don't actually go to God with everything and actually offer our pain to him, we're never going to have a healing that produces life in us that can be life to others. As we're in God's presence, that's what gives us the ability to actually care for others. And God has called each and every one of us to love on somebody. Maybe you've never shared something that you've been like set free from. Maybe you're in this moment and you're actually needing freedom. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying, my heart is broken and my heart is hurting and that's why I came today because I just need a glimpse of hope. I want to share with you that my marriage has been hard sometimes. I've yelled at my kids in crazy ways. It's been tough sometimes in my job. But can I tell you, as I've spent time with God, he's healed my heart. He's healed my relationships and he can heal yours too. 
He truly can. And listen, God wants to like invite you in, invite you in to hear his voice, but ask you to invite others into your life as well. Because as iron sharpens iron, it actually produces something inside of you. If we just hide from others and, and we, we hide from situations in our life, we'll never be able to address what God wants to address. God will go there. He'll heal it. He'll give you freedom. He'll give you peace. He'll give you a surrendered heart again or give you a peace that you need again. Because it's all about walking together. Walking together with God and walking together with others. This is our purpose. This is our call. And it's such a simple reminder. It's not anything brand new. It's not anything crazy or unrealistic. But here's the thing. God wants us to submit, share, and spend time with him and then do it all over again every day, over and over again. Today, if you're with me in the room and maybe you're in that place and maybe you're just, you've walked in and you're hurting, maybe you're far from God, maybe you've never actually had a relationship with God where you knew that you could walk with him and he would talk to you and never have invited Jesus into your life. I'm believing that today is a day of freedom for you, that today as God has set me free, that maybe just a tiny glimpse of what God's done for me would encourage you, that you can actually be free as well. You can have you can have life and you can care for others. Now listen, this is not to say everybody has to go out and, you know, become a become a disciple or an evangelist on the streets. Honestly, just need to use the what's in your hand, the people that God has placed around you. Minister to those who's the people that God has given you. Restore relationship to the people who are closest to you. Why? Because God wants to produce something in you that's gonna produce so much life in you that others will want what you have. Would you stand with me just real quickly? Father, today we come before you and we ask you, God, just to take everything. God, we surrender everything. God, all the pain, all of the things we've walked through. And God, we ask you today to begin to restore and to heal our hearts. Father, today in your presence, we thank you that not only can you heal us, but your desire is to, is to go to those deep and hard places and to restore relationship with you and restore relationship with the people around us. Father, I pray for those in the room today and you've had broken relationships. God, I thank you that you see every single situation. And I pray that this would be a moment where they receive a vision from you, God, of what to say and what to do. Father, I thank you that you can come and that you can heal relationships. God, I pray for broken hearts today, that by the power of your spirit, you would allow your, 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 um, your comfort to rest upon us here in this place. Father, I thank you that you understand the hardships and the things that we've walked through and that your desire is to bring joy and peace and comfort and restoration. So, Father, I pray that this would be a place of healing today. We thank you for it. And if you're here in the room today and maybe you need to surrender to Jesus again, or maybe you've never invited Jesus into your heart, I'm going to say a prayer. I just want you to repeat these, uh, these words with me. And we're just going to pray together and ask God to, to be Lord of our life again. Say, dear Father, here I am. I need you. I admit my sin and the things that have kept me far from you. Father, there's a lot of pain in my life. And I thank you that you know about it. Right now, I surrender those things to you. And I ask you to help me. I ask you to come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Take the wheel of my life. I surrender control to you. Thank you for loving me. 
Thank you for caring for my life. And thank you for healing me. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you today and you've been a little distant from God, there's a card right in front of you. And um, if you just fill that out and bring it right outside to the Connection Center, we have a team that is waiting for you to just help you continue your journey with Jesus. And um, as we get ready to to close out, I just want to let you know, um, I know it's been just like a sweet presence of Jesus in the room today. But if you're in a place and you've been you've been hurting, maybe you're in a place and a relationship has been broken, I want to let you know the best place for you to find freedom and hope is not only the Freedom Retreat, but in small groups. To find a small group where you can connect to and begin to share what you've walked through and allow that iron sharpens iron. They're going to give you wisdom and strength. And you can also come to any one of us pastors and we'll pray with you. But just want to let you know you're not in this alone. We're called to do this together. We're called to walk together and to not allow our pain to separate us, but to allow our pain to produce such healing in us that we find freedom and peace for the future. Amen. All right, Pastor David.